Hey, anyway, let's stop before Better Boy gives us copyright. Uh, but anyway, I saw Better Boy was in Zim. Have you seen any like actual footage of? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's people I follow on Instagram who were there, oh, okay. who put like it looked so sick. So I have seen like some footage, but I wasn't too sure if it was the actual footage or it's just somebody posting from random places. No, no. I I know people who were there, like so. I was docking their Instagram stories, and it looked so so good, man. Like I. I want to see Burner Boy again. I saw him last year, um, but I I want to see like him with the new album. I know. I think there'll, I think there'll be like a few good tracks off off from that one. Oh yeah, there's this song "Last Last," which uh, samples Tony Braxton's um, "He Wasn't Man Enough." Yeah, it's it is. Yeah, nice. It's it's good. Hey, it's good. It's a good song. I actually heard it from you. The last time I think we recorded and you mentioned it. So I was like, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, a nice, it's a nice little tune. Yeah, it is. It is amazing. It is amazing. How have you been? Yeah, I've been good. I've been good. Uh-huh. How was your recent episodes? You, I know you're a especially. Amazon, I can look at it. What? Total. Yes. I, I actually heard. I actually heard the 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 the. I I first heard it from a friend of mine, who was saying, "Oh, there's been something on WhatsApp about uh, Zimbabweans uh, cutting their toes, and it's making the rounds around Nigeria." And WhatsApp I was like, "Wait, like, what?" It's like trust Zimbabwe to trade on things that is not really. Yeah, I was like, "Wait, what?" And then and then I was listening to the uh, six foot waves. And then they were talking about it, um, but then you know it sounded quite because uh, they were like it's about forty thousand US dollars per toe. So I was like, "Do you need all your toes?" Do I? I mean, I think I could do four toes each on each side <laughs> for balance. Yeah, I think four toes. You know, instead of ten toes down, eight toes down. I think. Yeah. I, I, I think I think it'll be okay. Yeah, I know. It's 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 it'll be interesting. Anyway, we're gonna talk about that a bit later on, so that is all good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's so let's introduce ourselves, uh, in case there's any uh new people. Uh hi guys, you're listening to Get Inside's podcast with me, Natasha. And Oli. I sometimes go by Nat. I sometimes go by Michelle. Yes, yes, yes. Well gone, well gone, well gone. So what's been so what's been happening? Like have you have you been seeing the Swedish skates? Oh my debacle. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm mad. Listen, we might as well just talk about it. Yeah, like you know, so basically mm-hmm. a few it's been a few days now, hasn't it? It's been trending um like on social media. Basically yeah. it started off from a post in red on Reddit. Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, basically somebody asked like what is the we- weirdest thing you had to do at someone else's house because of their culture slash religion yeah and somebody wrote and said I remember going to my Swedish friend's house and while we were playing in his room his mom yelled that dinner was ready uh-huh. and like this he told me to wait 
in his room while they ate. And then someone else says, um, so basically it just all just started this whole conversation online about, you know, the Swedes, because there's so many positive things that you, you never really hear anything negative about nah. Sweden. You know, we know they've got the best in terms of like teenage pregnancies, the numbers at an all time low. Okay. You never really hear anything negative yeah as time just unraveled it was just like oh my goodness how do you go to someone's house spend time there spend time with the family and then when it comes to food betty no wait here (laughs) (laughs) betty wait here we are going to eat like it's just mad and i think because from a cultural point of view we like whatever you had in the fridge you shared you know so you would if you was if someone was over the, this you're, you're automatically going to make way like some food for them yeah to, to to eat with you to share food with you to break bread with you so it was just so interesting like oh my goodness these people are just absolutely well like they don't they don't share their food and then someone was like oh you know because it's all down to portions it's all down to portion sizes because when we cook we cook according to the people who are there like uh-huh. hello there's somebody there playing with your child like why do you not <laughs> i just found it mad so what 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 did you think yeah i thought it was i thought it was mad i saw i saw the tweets as well i saw people like then saying yeah like i grew up in sweden or i went to sweden and this happened to me you know like my 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 you know the, the the parents would be like wait here while we eat dinner <laughs> or you can go now <laughs> we're about to eat dinner that is crazy it it, 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 it is it, it is crazy right but it, it makes you um realize that people's cultures are different so i so so i once had my own swedish game right okay and i was thinking about it right and because like i said i was listening to six foot wave their episode um you see guys check out so they talked about it and i think there's there's some things that i agreed with senna on right so let me share my swedish gate story and then i'll tie it tight in so this is like 2002 or so in zim when i i, I was with Ukulu like her plotting and at the time um you know my mom my aunts were here like everyone had almost left zim and it was me Upulu, um and um a, a helper who used to live there Lomtanaike, um and some of the guys who used to work outside their plotting right so it was just like a few of us and then my uncle like he was in town and stuff so he would come so at the time things were so bad in zim right in terms of just even yeah things were bad like it was the time where i remember like i was at school it was a time where you know you just queue up any queue not even knowing what is it is it yeah what is there right so i vividly remember this one time um so like you know at home like literally like dinner like you would because you know 
growing up at home, you always have like you always have you know inyama of sorts right beef chicken something but then these were now the times that sometimes you know you just have cabbage or you just have amasi or lacto because things were like that tight right so i remember one time we, we cooked um and i think yeah but literally like it was almost like each person just had a like a piece of meat right like uh-huh right so cook 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 right this is paulula then you know zim being zim all of a sudden because we lived a plotting so like a plotting like if a car's coming in like you would see it from far like come like coming in and then sometimes you'd have to like kind of see like like who is like who's actually coming right because uh, sometimes you can hear the sound of the car and you'd be familiar with it you know like we don't know like who are these people like, we don't know like who who these people are right so then it was a bit dark so they come and then it was some relatives of ours right uh, uh aunt yeah aunt uncle um but not really close right so you know in zim they'll do that thing where people pop pop up like as in oh this is this is my plotty no we said to that let's go we just thought would come and that old chestnuts this, <laughs> no but it, it was you know it, it, it probably was genuine like they were on 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 their way uh to town ah, the stress what do you do now we literally don't have like food like it was so bad and even it's it's that thing where like each person you have a piece but because it's us right it's literally like a measly piece like maybe my grandfather would get like the big so even ourselves if we're like oh we're not gonna eat or whatever so we're kind of like because we start we're like you know put the, put out the plates and we're like about to pop so we're like what do we do in this situation these people have come we haven't budgeted for them. There's literally nothing like at home. <laughs> it may be amaze frigid. Like there is nothing. What do we do? And I think we, me and the, the latest called Mamla was at the time, we're in the kitchen like, what do we do? So they came on some higher slightly, right? We're not staying. No, but it's that thing, you know. But obviously, like Kulu was like, and then we're now like, so if if they say they are not they are not staying, what do we do? Do we do we just hold off, putting out the food until they leave because things are tight out here, you know? Um, and then I think I I, I did that thing. I, I think I went. I was like, oh, Auntie, ever since Paulo la 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 I don't know if she may be clogged that I wasn't as confident in what I was saying. She was like, no, 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 don't worry. And then like Ukulu would be like, Ukulu was like, oh no, 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 you should Paulo. But then I think they kind of clogged. And long story short, they left right they were like no 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 hi no 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 don't worry don't worry, don't worry we need to go but it was that time where things were so tough in them yeah but i do you know at, the, at that time as well like 
I don't think it was uncommon that that happened. And that happens many a times. Mm. And I feel like you can't compare, like, yes, I, and I know, T, I said, T, there's, you used to share everything, but that time when there was no food, people automatically, like, I think there was almost an expectation that you go to someone's house because they knew how bad things were. But this is in Sweden where food is not a problem. Food is not an issue. It's not that these people will probably be having is terrible. You know, they're probably having a starter, main meal and dessert. And it's just, it's just literally not the, it's not, it's, you, you can't compare that to what we went through in Zim, um, where people were struggling for food, where people did, where that one meal was probably the only meal that you're having. But it's, I, I feel like it's completely different. And you know what we, what we experienced in Zim, like in the time of food shortages, we used to do, we used to do the same. Sometimes we're waiting to that hand. Because you've budgeted, and also sometimes there's a lot of there's a lot of like shame, you know. And someone has come, and you're like, oh, there's just I feel like it's completely different. But I feel like Tina Ekaya, we've got that spirit of Ubuntu. You're going to offer them something, you know. You're going to offer them even I select but no, now like yes, I like taco, but you offer that, you know. But not this business of going to someone's house, and you can smell different <laughs> foods being cooked, you know, and they're taking over an hour to eat seven tight three course meal and <laughs> to the table, man. I know, I know, but but the reason I shared that is because, like I was saying, when I was listening to, uh, uh, I think Senna was the one who was making that point that some the reasons are kind of reasons that we understand in the sense that yes, they have abundance, but it's coming from a place like we haven't budgeted for you. If mm-hmm. this keeps happening, it will keep, and maybe they are just a stingy society. Maybe like where's well, they really are it's you know and i was just reading like some other mess some other uh like tweets so this one girl was like growing up in sweden i can confirm this sometimes i'll i'll sit like this broke my heart she's like sometimes i'll sit and watch my friend eat if we went to her place right after school meanwhile she ate every time she was at my house and mm. she says we are kurd uh, slash iraqi and my mom would keep refilling her plate until she couldn't take another bite. Mm. Can you imagine, like guys, like someone is sitting there and there isn't, I think it's just, you know, these are stories that you hear from back home city, um, like within the family, like it's like growing up tough. It's just, it's just unheard of. Like it's just, to top it off, so <laughs> I give you another angle of this is, so yesterday we had um, friends round and this girl has just recently, had recently gone to them. And she was coming back and she was like, oh, you know, a strange thing happened in that we were, we had sat down like the first day in Zim, um, mm-hmm. they sat down for, for breakfast or whatever it was, and they had bought bread. So they bought bread. Like a whole loaf of bread, maybe three at that So, yeah, and I love my market. And then the maids joined them. 
And then we talk on about Faga when I and even like now I've had 20 seconds of one or two slices. I don't have one or two slices. I have a few. Yeah. And when I sing, I say, if I get butter on the castle, I there, you know, and everything was one, two slices each. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
if you think about maybe the Swedish, because they'll be like, oh, we don't want to offer you food because you you may think you're a charity case. You have your own home. You know, your your parents have uh, budgeted. But pe- people just see things so differently. It's so amazing. But I think it's important to to clarify that with this particular person, there was just a whole... Like, I don't... I, I can't believe that there is any culture that a place that doesn't accept gifts because even like from the western world like there's this whole like bringing flowers to you know for the mom or, or bottle of wine or bottle do you know what i mean like i just don't think yeah don't but, but you need to know because well, i'm just thinking like say the swedes like they wouldn't feed don't mm. you think they would also maybe take offense if you now brought something right like mm. maybe you bring something and then now nowadays people are like I'm gluten free. I'm this, this, this. You didn't check. You've, you know, you bought this. We don't eat this. We we don't eat. You know, you buy things from Tesco's finest, and people are like, uh, uh. We we shop at M and S. sponsors. You know, and then you offend people. Like Mm. you, you may not know, right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, but it, it's just, it's just amazing how people just see things totally yeah, differently. Differently. So true. It's so, so true. Yeah. Also like, you know, and I, I guess we learn, isn't it? You learn, you learn, you were just more exposed to different cultures and you learn how other people, how other people are, you know, yeah. always in a constant place of, of learning absolutely absolutely um okay and then mm. what's the toe thing oh my god so the toe thing is just oh trust the teapot country to to trend on something like this like this is something we are leading on yay exciting <laughs> so basically people in Zimbabwe have started selling toes for thousands of dollars so apparently <clears throat> This the toe the big toe is forty thousand US dollars, and the smaller ones are twenty thousand dollars. I mean, I already see a discrepancy there because you've got five toes, uh-huh. and they're all different sizes. You know, some people you've got the big toe, then it's just like smaller, smaller, smaller. But these they're now classing all the smaller toes that are not the big toe. <laughs> Like that is already cheating people. But I'm just like, okay, it's fake news, right? It's not Sorry. it's not real, right? It's fake. I hope so. I I, I think it's fake news. Yeah. Somebody just started it. Because I okay, when I first heard about it, I heard like it's it it, it it's like the story is being broadcast by Nigerian Twitter and someone saying, ah, let me gist you guys about what's happening in Zoom. You know, so I I don't think I hope so because bloody hell, like you know, and I was like, what? I, because what I what I what I saw was the what is happening. This is what is happening. But I didn't see the why. Like why? What do the people do with these toes? You know, Ben's having a mouse fun. But anyway, it, it just it's just something that made me laugh. And I've been saying to my to my husband, I was like, you know, now this is always is one small talk. Like, do you really need that toe? <laughs> and I just poke it a bit. 
Anyway. You really need that <laughs> I hope it's not true because um I think it would be a sad case, you know. And I know that things are tough in, in Zen, but you know, to start selling Amazon is just, just on another level. Yeah, I I I really I I 98% believe it's not true. I think it's yeah. a it's a Nigerian Twitter amusement. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, that's good to know. So always never take anything at face value on yeah. these spaces. Yeah, but anyway, you guys, let us know how much you think your toe is worth. <laughs> but, so, we no. can't be going around saying 10 toes down anymore. <laughs> we have to be checking. See how, <laughs> how many toes down are you for me? <laughs> Are you are you eight and six? What's going on? It's just absolutely mad. But yeah, so today I just wanted to. We had a very, uh, we had a, an interesting week last week where we spent some time speaking with Umako Sazana from the Sky Metro. So we've um put out links on social media sites like where you can listen to it. So she edited on her show, um. I think it, it airs at 4 a.m. in Zim. No. Is it 4 a.m. in Zim? No, 5 a.m. in Zim. 5 a.m. in Zim. And um, so she does like this thing. She normally talks about books. Uh, like, it's like a kind of a book review. Um, anyway, she was, she asked us on um, that particular day because it was also Africa Day. So we, we had a good conversation around African storytelling. Um, and we shared our thoughts about how we were or how we would be celebrating Africa Day in the diaspora, why it was important to us um, and all that. So guys, you can check that out on um, our previous episodes. The clip is out on YouTube as well. <clears throat> so you can catch us on there. But what we wanted to, what, we, what came from that is the importance of storytelling, especially from our perspective. They're just saying that, you know, as long as the lion does not know how to write the, the story or we will always glorify the hunter. And me and I were having this discussion about how important it is to actually share our own stories. And interestingly enough, Nat has been reading. <laughs> why, why, why are you saying it like that? Okay, I listen more than I read, right? I am an audiobook person, and no, 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 that's that's fair. And um, I, 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 you're doing something anyway. So Nat has been reading a physical book, um, and I just wondered if you can maybe just share some, um, just some lines from that book, which will kind of <clears throat> highlight the importance of sharing our own story about telling our own story the way we want to be remembered in the future because these books are there and yes times have changed and people are using different ways in which to share history but books are something that are going to be carried throughout you know these books can be you can take pictures of them and then save them but they are there and I think it's important to kind of just have a discussion around how we share our own stories so over to you Natasha Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, so so it's this book that I've started reading that is called Against These Three by Stuart Cloet, and it is um, it is a historical book, really, or, or a biographical book, 
of um about Paul Kruger, Cecil John Rhodes, and King Lopengula, right? So it's written by Stuart Cloet, right? So obviously like an English person. And um and the reason I'm sort of reading this is I'm you know, I, I have an interest in sort of like history and, and our history. And I think it's so important to read um, some, to get the different perspectives, right? And also perspectives of, you know, the colonizers. Because what I thought was interesting, so this is a book that I borrowed from a friend of mine who actually said that they got this book um in a london bookstore and it was like the last book and the, like you know the, 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 the people who are really into it were like this is like the last book and i think there's probably not many copies of it right so yeah it's so interesting so like i said it's about paul kruger sister john rhodes uh so i'm very much you know still very much early into it but a few things really kind of like grabbed my attention right so this guy is sort of describing um Africa just in general southern Africa really right and the the, the makeup of southern Africa and I, I I read it says uh the other inhabitants of Africa were the Kefas of various tribes and vanishing remnant of the Hottentots and Bushmen to whom the country had originally belonged full stop I, I, I thought, okay, we need to highlight that, that, okay, they acknowledged that the country had originally belonged to yes. you know, Bushman. So I was like, okay, cool. Thanks for that. And then um, says, in addition, there was a special man-made race, the cake colored, you know, I think we've, I'll come back to this. It says the cape colored, and then goes on to say a bastard mixture of Malay, Hottentot, Bantu, and European, right? Like, that's like, oh, okay. Um, and then another line, and I'm, I'm quoting trigger warning here, but I'm reading as is in the book. It says, they were the outcome of women held in slavery and the passion of their owners. The, the passion of their owners. Sad, isn't it? Basically rape, right? Describe it as passion. And it's like such flowery. And not calling it in the violence that it actually is. Yeah. It's, anyways, I'll, I'll let you continue. Yeah, so like I'm saying, I'm very early into reading this, but it it made me think that this book, I mean, when I mean it was probably published very early in the 90s. Like um so you're talking about I think 1945, yeah, copyright 1945, right? So if you think about it, this is, this is some of the literature that was available, right? This, you know, because a lot of the people like in the motherland, the UK, were relying on, you know, people that would go to these places and come back and tell them the stories. So if they come back and then this is what's socialized, this is what's there, 
right, about the colonies, um, about Africa and, and everything. And, and they are way ahead of the game of, of us. We, we, we hadn't even started picking up uh, pens and, and writing books. Not to say we should have, because um, one of the things that we talked about um, on Sky's Metro was that our way of sharing history, our method um, as Africans, as Southern Africans particularly, is more oral tradition where people sit around and about you know older people share stories right you know through through word of mouth um but it's just so interesting to 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 to, to understand i think what some of what is out there and then to understand why it is so powerful for us to really sort of tell our stories highlight history um, because there's just so much out there that is not written from our lens. Um, and I think it impacts who you are, um, just how you walk in the world, like when you kind of maybe don't know and uh, you maybe you, you're in the UK, uh, they don't even teach uh, their colonial history. Like they don't teach the kids. They, yeah. they don't know. No. And the thing is, these are the stories that are passed down from generation to generation, that this is the way it was, you know, this is the way it was. And then when we come and we are like now saying, actually, no, we don't have anything written down from our part, but this is what was said. This is what we were told. And you can't describe, you know, that whole horrific episode as a uh, and, uh, what did you say? Something of passion? The passion of the owners. Passion of the owners. Because, you know, we, even as years have progressed, we know for a fact that that, that is one of the most, um, it's, it's, a, it's an abuse of power. But because they use this flowery language, making it so nice, make it so nice to read, making it so that you can never look down upon the people who were the people who are actually committing these atrocities it's just you know you always feel like you're on a back you're on a back foot yeah. you know and 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 basically it humanizes them that's yeah. what it is it humanizes them and then like the way they say it was all oh, the cape colors were uh, a bastard mixture of like how is that humanizing you know the, <laughs> and and those are your seed or you know the seed of 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 these owners so you, the the language already doesn't it humanizes one and not the other and, and and i think that's what it is it's a sad case of affairs but yeah i think we definitely do need to find ways in which to um to share more of our story the way things were in in a way that glorifies us as you know not glorifies but it just shares our experiences in a very in a truthful manner you know compared to or Stuart Coates however you say his name but yeah and then it just it just also brings me to the point of like Inganegwane because that is the way stories were told back in the day so we want guys what is Inganegwane in English is it like a, a folk, a folk? Oh, yeah. Tale? 
Would it I be? Think so. I think so. Yeah. I, 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 I think I think that sounds about right. Because what is a folktale? It's like stories that... Um, yeah. so it, it says the definition is a story originating in popular culture, typically passed on by word of mouth. Yeah, so that's what it is. Yes, so it seems like it's something that originates from... Mm-hmm. It's, it's an oral thing. It's something that is passed on by word by word of mouth. That is what what a folk tale is, and I wonder if that's the accurate um, way that we can describe Inganewani. I'm not too sure, but mm-hmm. we're hoping, like in the in the very near future, to have somebody. I won't say who, because maybe a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to have somebody who can come and just maybe give us a bit more around the importance of Inganewane, where it came from, what's that, what even that name even means, like, you know, what is it and how, because Inganewane is Azimina, it's all about, like, you remember we're saying it's the way they cooked each other and stuff like that. But it'll be interesting to find out, like, where do those stories actually derive from? Where did they come from? And you know, is there a significance of the the hair and the tortoise? Like, we these are questions that we 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 want to know. These are questions that we we these are answers that we want to have as well. So I think it's also just so if you're out there and you know, do kind of share with us. Get in touch with us. DM, email us, mygirlinskies at gmail.com and let us know like where like what your thoughts are on Inga Neguan if you've done like some proper reading on these and if you know like is there a book or something that details Inga Neguan if someone started putting these down because I feel that as time progresses it's things like this that we we lose essence of as time progresses you know so reach out reach out to us and I don't know Nat I was just thinking to it'd be so good to use the as well as a way of recording some of these these stories um recording this history so we are just we're just unsure as to the how how we could do it because like we know it's a it's um it's mostly stories that are told so we don't know how we could do it but if you've got any ideas guys do 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 get in touch with us mm-hmm. yeah and because as time has progressed, there's been various ways in which to record history, you know, to record our storytelling, to record who we are. So, you know, this podcast is a form of record keeping as well. Um, you know, people turn to music, turn to like, there's just so, so many ways. But I was so, so excited to um, have Sanilin Debele, who is a a young girl who has a book or pamphlet out. Um, I think, gosh, when was that thing published? I think it was maybe last year or I think it was last year. I'm not too sure. So they were seeing, they were dating and um, unfortunately he, he, he passed away, but it's, she turned her sorrow, her grief into this book. It was one of the, the things that, she had promised him because she, uh, she, it seems like she has a way with words. She's a lover of words. So she 
uh, conversations that they had together she was like you know I one day I will write I'll release a book on poetry and she has you know and I think it's just interesting to kind of capture these these stories to capture the the whys like you know what is it with you and words so so guys recently I spoke with Samuel Ndebele author of um, Naked uh, it's a poetry book and yeah here's the conversation I hope you enjoy it Hey, so hi everyone. My name is Cody and welcome to this edition of the Lit in Sky section of Girl in Sky's podcast. I am so, 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 so excited today to be joined by Sanile, Sane. Is it okay if I call you Sane? I noticed everyone. Yes, it's okay. I'm like, <laughs> some people are like, no, 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 actually my name is Sanile. Uh, no, you can call you. me Sane. <laughs> um, so Sanile, Sane. Sanile has written out a book, um, so I'm really excited just to have her um, poetry book. Um, so really excited just to kind of have a discussion with her today and talk about these poems that she's written and just to talk about a little bit about her. So Sane, is there anything, what's unique about you? Like what's, what, what is one thing that not many people know about you? One thing that not, I'm an oversharer. People know a lot about me. <laughs> so I, I find that interesting that you say that because um, I think when I first reached out to you and I was like, oh, you know, I just want to ask you questions. And you said that, you said that you're like, you know, um, I'm really an oversharer. Um, how does, how does that equate to you? Do, do you feel better after getting things off your chest? Yes, I do. Um, I just like, talking a lot and I just like letting whatever I'm thinking be known. I'm not one to say, okay, I'm just going to assume. Why are we assuming when we can just ask? So I I also don't like it when people assume stuff about me. So I just share my life. Like if you follow me on social media, I've shared my life. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. And I, I feel like we're going to get to know a little bit more about you and mm-hmm. about um, about what makes you tick, about love, about grief. Uh, so I'm really, really looking forward to 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 kind of getting into 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 this with you. I mean, I, I guess for me, it's where to start. Is can you, in your own words, how would you mm-hmm. describe naked? How would you describe it? Just to somebody who hasn't read this, read your work before, how would you describe it to them? So for me, Naked is an... So Taho and I had this ongoing conversation on WhatsApp. Like it just started when we started dating mm-hmm. and it went on until the very last nights of his life. So Naked was a continuation of that conversation because if you, you've read it already, it's... When I was writing it, I felt like I was talking to him. I was having, continuing the conversation. Right. Okay. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with with Seko? How besides me? (laughs) It sounds like your relationship was, um, like from reading your work, it sounds like Uh your relationship just full of excitement, of love, of spontaneity. Spontaneity. It's five (laughs) o'clock. The data bundles have depleted, but it feels like there was just, it was such a full, 
full full relationship you know um and then you so how did you guys meet like let's just start there like how did you guys meet so i used to work with his brother and his brother is this kind of person who just adopts everyone into okay. his family mm-hmm. he's this larger than life person you meet him he's bubbly he just says oh these are my brothers these are your brothers too now so um that's how i met so i used to work with his brother and his brother introduced me to his siblings and i promise you the first time i met so i just knew without really without any him saying it, i just said this is the guy okay. now i needed to find a way to talk to him but i knew <laughs> something felt something you felt that yes yes i felt that thing right okay yeah. and then how did things progress like into you guys talking so i wasn't sure how to approach him and i couldn't exactly ask his brother because i wasn't sure how he would feel about it yeah so i just bought my first car at that time i, I was still learning how to drive as i was driving the first car so one day i think i just driven back from mozambique i got back at around 10 p.m then i went to their house and i said guys i need one of the brothers to help me go drop off my friend because it's late at night and I'm tired and I'm just driven so far. Yeah. And lo and behold, Tako with his very sweet, nice self said, he'll drive. It's like, yeah. really? Are you sure? Say, yeah, sure, let's go. We're going to the West End. Then I scooped um, out of the car from the driver's seat, went to the passenger seat. He got into the car and I thought, this is the opportunity. <laughs> This is a chance. So as he was driving, he started chatting. I was like, you know what? Next time, if I need you to drive, instead of me looking for your brother so I can get to you, can I just get your number? Ah, and he's like, sure. He gave me his okay. number. <laughs> He's showing us the trick. <laughs> yeah, I got his number and the rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> okay and then how do you how would you describe to somebody who who had never met um, or fortunate enough to meet Seho what was he like as as a character as as a boyfriend like as a lover what was he like Seho was very quiet like he just didn't like talking but for some reason I get like I easily get overwhelmed by crowds when we're out together he was the social butterfly I used to call him the social butterfly Mm-hmm. he'll be the one carrying the conversation and i'm just there hiding behind him because i'm so overwhelmed yeah. so he had that side to him he was very quiet very reserved but he knew how to carry conversations right. and right. he was very thoughtful like that's one thing that i missed a lot about the most about him like he was very very thoughtful i just remember um last year i went back to work after six months of not working and i was just complaining to him about my back you know when you're not used to sitting on a chair all day yeah. and then he sent me a message sometime during my second week of work during lunch he says i'm outside i'm like what are you doing at my house at lunch time so i opened for him he had brought me i don't know what you call those back support things for your chair yeah yeah that you put on your chair so he was that kind of person that i didn't ask him i just complained about my back being sore and he thought oh okay he was also very busy at work so i was surprised to see him at my place during lunch time we never saw each other during lunch and he just said i just came to drop this off and we left so he was very thoughtful wow. and he was the sweetest like okay i guess 
a thoughtful person turns out to be sweet as well. Yeah. And he was, I was a spoiled baby girl. I was two years older than him, but he treated me like his baby. He used to call me his firstborn. He spoiled me rotten. And I, oh, okay, because I don't make as much noise on social media, but when I used to, I always used to say, guys who say, oh, women are after my money, do not have that night. He's <laughs> Spoiled me rotten. Like I I never led anything when I had him. Like I never stressed about money. I never yeah. stressed about anything concerning money because I knew I was covered. Mm. And he was, he loved, like he saw all of me. I always felt safe, comfortable with him. He saw all of me and loved me anyway, which is incredible. I really felt like myself with him. I never had to hide anything. He just he just loved me because I'll sometimes I'll tell him something and he'd be like, hmm, you're really crazy. But he does. He, he wouldn't say it in a way that he's judging me. It was yeah. just like, hmm, okay, crazy, your, crazy your hair is black. Yeah, yeah, but I love you anyway. So yeah, he was that kind of guy. And being loved by him made me feel like the only girl in the world. Oh, that is amazing. Like, we're going to come back to that. I wanted to okay. speak to you about one of, um, one of the, your, your poems. And I, I'm trying to find it where you talk to, where you, you say that he was such a lover of music. Mm-hmm. Like you guys shared an Apple, uh, like an Apple playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there, is there, is this music that you still listen to or is there any particular songs? Like I know you mentioned one, I think it was um, Slack. I never know how to say that guy's name, but Slack and somebody else. Oh, black. Okay, he calls himself black, but we used to call him six leg. Like, who names themselves bats and says they are black? Yeah, but yes. So, is there any songs that, like, apart, like, apart from that song, obviously, that you link with him? Is there any other songs that you listen to that kind of make you think of him, or do you ever find yourself listening to something current or or new, and find yourself thinking, oh my goodness, like? Seko would like this or he would have loved this so I like as you were speaking I was opening this playlist because we've got two playlists and the one song hey there's a lot of songs but every time people say I should play a song that Taho would play it's never too busy by Kenny and he every time whenever that song comes on I think of Sunday afternoon chilling in the sun with a glass of wine maybe him brying or something but this is the song and then there is No Ordinary Love by Chris Borty it's an instrument this one is like the instruments are very nice not instrumental because they do sing but it's not like the original song ah which other song like so many songs Okay, those are the two that really make me think of him when they come up. And um, like this, this, I want us to segue, but I, I want to kind of really talk about Seko a bit more. Like, you know, you guys had spoken about um, getting married as well at some point in time. You had, you had um, I think, I, I think there's a, a picture you show like you show like a screenshot of a picture of a wedding saying this is the type of ring that I want. So you guys had you know your relationship had it was over five years. It was exactly five years. He passed away a week. No, anyone passed away. It was five days after our fifth anniversary. Wow. 
Oh gosh, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. How do you like losing somebody so so like you've made plan you have to apologize for this person making noise in the background? I'm going to be muting. No problem. Um when you when you've kind of come out and you've curated such a love, you're so close to nearly getting married, you know, how do you like I'm I'm curious, like obviously the the, the naked is one way in which you kind of have dealt with your grief Mm -hmm. do you feel like you are still dealing with grief or do you feel like you are you have maybe found ways in which to to kind of put that to one's like I don't know if you can ever do that you know I I I don't know so I'm I'm hoping you can tell me like what is grieving like for you now years like you know after like years after he has passed was it years after his it's been a year and this is a year it'll be a month a year and a month on the 26th of this month yeah so I I hate being cold like that is the one thing that I know to be true about myself I cannot stand cold weather and I've said grieving Tahoe has felt like being cold in the bones like I'm just freezing cold yeah it's, it feels like, you know, when you have your back open to the wind, you know how uncomfortable having your back cold is? Yeah. And my feet as well, like, it just feels like yeah. being cold. Yeah. And I, I, I've tried very hard to not fixate on the thought that we wanted to get married because I keep thinking getting married wouldn't have prolonged his life. So, mm-hmm. and when I look at our relationship and all the things he did for me, what we had, I honestly think there's nothing marriage would have given me that I didn't already have. Mm-hmm. So I don't really grieve the wedding or the right. marriage. Yeah. I just grieve the loss of him because um, I already had everything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So marriage would have just been a formality to say, yeah. okay, He's declaring to the world now that we are together, but we already had everything. Yeah, so grieving him has really felt like being cold. And ever since he passed, I've noticed I really seek out warmth, like actual warmth, and also being around people that make me feel warm because our relationship felt very, very warm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And are there times like now that you feel cold? as you say like yes yeah how do you deal with that so like right now I've been at my brother's place for two weeks because he's got the most adorable baby girls so when it gets too hard for me (laughs) and the cat (laughs) yes and the cats yes so when it gets too hard I just pick up my bags and come here and it's honestly so healing to just be around the babies they don't know what happened they just know because when when it happened I moved in with them for three months and there's a day that stands out for me I had been crying all day and I only got out of bed I think around two then I went to shower and got back to my room and I was listening to music because I think Saho really fostered that love for music in me mm-hmm. so I was listening to music and then Sisanda the older one she's four now she was three at the time she walks into my room and says she just looks at me and she's like hmm Sane why aren't you listening to Baby Shark? You know, with this confused look, like, why would you listen to anything else but Baby Shark? 
And in that moment, I just laughed. I just laughed and I said, you're right. I found Baby Shark, jam to Baby Shark. Yeah. So it's those tiny moments that have really brought the light back into my life. And I, I always say my nieces saved my life. If it wasn't for them, I can't promise that I'll still be here today. So they've, yeah, they've just been a healing balm to my heart. So there are days when I struggle, like now, see, already it's been a year, but I had to come back to my brother's place because I just wasn't coping alone at my place. So, and I'm so grateful for Taho's family as well because I'm very close to them now. So sometimes I do go and sleep over at their house. It's just healing to be around them. So my brother's family and Taho's family have been my lifeline. Okay. Can I ask you, um, like, a question around your family? Like, you know, I mean, I'm imagining from my side, like, my own experiences, and I think everybody is different. My my thoughts were, uh, if I was with somebody who um, my family, like, you know, like, my 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 uncles and everybody else if I was with somebody and that person sadly died or passed away and that person hadn't bought any cows home or they they I don't know how much grace they would put around honoring that person if that makes sense because I almost feel like the society that we we live in and the society where our like our parents generation come from is that to be yes. like it, you almost yeah. almost need that permission but yet we lose so many people who are close to us so we lose so many people who are close to us who they maybe don't know and they don't know how to deal with that what was that like for you and like i know you're very close with your brother and um and and the, your, your nieces and his wife and everything but what about your immediate your other immediate family like how, what how did they take things so my both my family and Saho's family have been incredible I won't lie I yeah the day Saho passed I went no the day Saho passed yes I went to his family home because he still stayed at home we didn't live together Mm -hmm. and it it worked for us like the arrangement was perfect I love that I'll do it again so he still stayed at home with his family I went over to his family they called everyone who was at home we had a meeting they let me talk to express myself and just hold space for my grief acknowledging that he was the love of my life and when I told my mom she's in Zim she came the next day and she stayed with me for a whole month so my family has, our families actually have just been amazing. amazing. Yeah. And after. Like, it tears my eye. Like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And after this, Sarah's I want to family. be adopted as well. By, <laughs> Saho's family involved me in the planning of the memorial service. He wow. wanted to be cremated. So there was no funeral. We just had a memorial service for him. I was involved. I got to speak at the memorial service as his girlfriend and not friends yeah Yeah, I spoke as his girlfriend and after the memorial service so he wanted us to get married at a family farm so I told the family that we were actually supposed to go to the farm the next day but he died the day before so I told them that uh, I want to see this farm so after the on the day of the memorial said no on the day he was cremated we went to the farm like they've just been amazing it's amazing it's I 
I can't believe the grace that I've received. And sometimes like I was speaking to his uncle the other day and he was just saying, use your experience to help other people. I was like, I feel guilty because not everyone has what I have. Mm. So I'm scared that if someone loses their boyfriend or loses their girlfriend, I feel like I'm not the right person mm. to share anything with them because you guys are just all amazing. I haven't had... I haven't had any stress about family. They've just been there for me, just holding me. Like, Saho was a physical touch person. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you, every time I'm with his aunts, they're cuddling me because they know I just miss having my person hold me. So it's just like, I feel, I I believe deeply in grace, but now I believe in it even more because Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I, I got a cushion for this huge, law so as much as i miss him as much as i'm sad and i'll give everything to have him come back i am incredibly grateful for his family and my family because <clears throat> they've just been really amazing yeah no it's yeah. Um, it's so nice to hear that it's so nice to hear that you've been supported um and given that space to to, to, to grieve collectively, whether you go to his family or it's your family that you've got that space. It's, it's really nice to, nice to hear. Now, can we talk a, a bit about your, the work that you, you, uh-huh. you, you've, you've done? Can you just, maybe just the creative space that you need to be in, like after, first of all, after losing someone to start writing, you know, can you just talk us a little bit about that, that journey and, maybe before you even do that, just talk about your love for words. Um, because I think that, um, I think that, sorry, I think that that's, that came first, didn't it? It came first and then you kind of came with the book. So can you just maybe just talk to us about your love for words and how you came to writing um, Naked? So I've always loved writing from an early age. I remember I got my first diary when I was 15 because my dad found lots of stations of paper around the house where I was just scribbling, writing things down, poetry, songs, just random things called. Really? I was just, yeah. And then he thought, oh, let me get this child a diary. She needs somewhere to put all her thoughts in. So I've kept a diary since I was 15 and I'm 31 this year, turning 32. I've just always written stuff. But I feel like I've written the most like ever since Taho died than I did before because it was my way of processing what had just happened. Like things just make sense to me when they are written down. I can have a conversation with you. Maybe 10% of it will stick, but... If I write it down, then all of it will stick. And if I'm struggling to understand something that's going on in my life, I need to process it through writing. I need to write it down and read it to myself. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is what I'm struggling with. So I've always processed things through writing. And after suffering such a huge loss, I think it makes sense that I've just written more than I ever have. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and Naked, we had the last conversation on Sunday night. He passed away on Monday morning. He just said, I should get back to writing poetry. And I said, uh, yeah, I'll get back to it. He was like, yeah. he said, you write sweet poems. I was like, okay, you always say my poetry is sweet. I don't know if it's because you're a boyfriend or you really think my poetry is sweet. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
So I said, okay, I'll write so the world can see my sweetness. Mm -hmm. And I said, actually, I'll write a book and dedicate it to you. And he said, okay. And then I actually wrote the first poem in the book. I wrote it and I sent it to him. And he said, please never stop writing. So I never stopped writing. So after I died, I was like, oh shit, now I've committed to writing in a book of poetry. I must honor my word Mm because we just always honored our words with each other. So I was like, hmm. Um, I need to honor this last promise that I made to him. So I, I, I kept thinking about it, but I just felt like I wasn't in the right space to write and I didn't know what structure I wanted it to take. And in those first few months, I didn't really feel like sharing anything with the world, like mm. poetry, any, I just wrote about my pain. Yeah. So I thought the best way for me to write this book would be to write to him. Yeah. So that's how I wrote it. Because I, I, I knew what I wanted to say to him. I had I could talk to him while I was struggling to talk to everyone else in my life. I could still talk to him. Yeah. So I wrote to him. Yeah. Okay. So I have a question in that after Naked, how do you, and I know it's maybe it's still too soon or is it not? I don't know. But do you see yourself loving the same way you have? And is it fair to even compare? I don't know. Like, but do you see yourself letting someone letting someone in, allowing yourself to be loved the same way Zeko loved you? I can see myself loving and being loved, but just not the same way. That was just his and my story. It can never be replicated. It can never be done. It was just, that's what makes it special, that it could only be because of him and I. Okay. No one else can love me the way he loved me. I can't love anyone else the way I loved him. I can love well again. I can be loved well again. It'll just never be the same. Okay. And do you think, um, like, I guess I'm just trying to, to imagine, you know, when you've shared so much with somebody and, you know, how hard it can be for somebody to come in and be like, oh you know I don't want to compare but are you writing me a poem like would you (laughs) is it it, does writing come to you like that naturally like when you're feeling your emotions because you mentioned that you write your thoughts down on paper so is that something that comes naturally so if you know if you're in a relationship and you're also happy and also in love is that the natural process where he's like oh you know this person makes me feel like this and they articulate that into on 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 paper actually no because I think writing a book of poetry and I also put a memorial bench at our favorite park Mm -hmm. I feel like that was just birthed from the kind of love we shared Okay. Because I can never, ever have that love again. I don't think anyone will inspire me to write a whole book of poetry for them. And I have this, um, see, this tattoo yes. there of his name. Yeah. Okay. Is it clear? I, it is very clear. Okay. I have a tattoo of his name. So I just feel like that love was just larger than life. Mm-hmm. This is what came naturally from me. Like I didn't have to sit and think, oh my God, what do I have to do? These are just physical manifestations of the love. So I don't think I'll ever be loved that way or ever love that way again. So not that I'll never do big things for the next love. It's just that they'll be different. Maybe I'll discover something else. Maybe I'll cook for something different. 
Absolutely. Well, listen, I hope and uh, I wish for you a love that will sweep you off your feet and we get to know a bit more about you and about the way your brain works um, on, 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 on paper. But thank you. I, 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 I'm like just to kind of really hone in, like I hear what you're saying that you feel that you will not love the same way again and I appreciate that because I feel like relationships evolve you evolve as a person you change um the things that you liked in one relationship you find that actually you absolutely love or you absolutely hate so things change do you have that space in your heart to kind of let someone in to completely surpass the love that you had for 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 um, it's not a competition, so it would be, it doesn't have to be better, it doesn't have to be less than, but it's just tough and ice love, it's there, it just is, and then there'll be another love. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't feel like I'm in that space, like my house is just so filled with pictures of Teho, like my, I talk about him a lot. The other day, my sister-in-law and my brother were just talking, and then uh, my sister is like, what did you post on Instagram? Then my brother's like, you don't have to check. She just posts her whole. <laughs> so you see that I still mm-hmm. talk about him now as if he's still here. Mm-hmm. So it will come. It will be different. I, it won't be better. It won't be less than. It will just be different. It's a different. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I appreciate that. And can you tell us a little bit, like for any young person or not young but or old person who hasn't um had anything published before do you mind sharing your journey about that as well like how what did you do how did you get this out and managing just to set it outside like even places like like I got this it took a while to get to me but um I, I have it how did what was that process like so before I even wrote, I already had an editor. Pilani is my friend from 2008. We met in 2008. Mm-hmm. He's a brilliant poet himself and he's written books. So I wrote a book. He said, just write the book and then we'll deal with it later, like the rest later. So I told it. So he said, come back to me when the book is ready. Then I went back to him and I said, I think we have a book now. I think the book is ready. And he was the editor. And then... I had to find a, a cover designer. So I, have, I went on a healing retreat last year, just after Tacho's passing. And I met a guy who also self-published a poetry book. Mm-hmm. So I told him that I was planning on doing the same. So he gave me the contacts for the, the cover designer. So I got in touch with him and he did the cover and typesetting for me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so he also because he's done a lot of books, he also the, the designer has done a lot of books. He told me about getting it on Amazon. So I didn't want to get a, a publisher because I didn't want to be told what to write. Also, I didn't want to worry about writing a book that sells. My only goal, my only dream, my only desire was to write a book for the love of my life. And I did exactly that. Okay. So even if I had just written it and kept it in the house, um, you'd have been happy with that. I would have been happy. Yeah. yeah. So getting sales and whatnot has just been a bonus. Well, I'm glad that you did write it and keep it in the house. I'm glad that we get to share a bit of you, a bit of Seho as well, um, in this book. In this, do you call it a book or a pamphlet? Like I never know. 
I also, I just call it a book because I don't know what it's, I mean, it's just 29 poems because he, he was 29. That was intentional. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just call it a book because I say, you know, writing a book of poetry. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and thank you for doing that because, um, so we are also going to be um, giving out two of these books. So for anybody who's, it has to be within the UK guys, because if you start yeah, no, it has to be within the UK or US. Or even essay. Let's make it four. That'll give two an essay and two. Fine. Yeah. And essay. So if you're in essay and you're listening and you'd want a copy of this, then DM us. So the first two people will get this um, delivered free. Um, yeah. Just so that we can just also just share, share Tseko and share Sanila's love for him. Um, Sanila's love for Thank him. Thank you. So, yeah. DM us, girls, guys, um, everywhere, Instagram, or and then just to lucky people, we will send, we will get the book and we'll get it shipped out. So UK, USA, and South Africa, I think it's just easier to, to do it that way. Everyone else can just, you know, you can come to us. We can, we can have readings for you, you know. Um, but yeah, so I'm just trying to think of a way we can end on a nice light note. Can you tell us, like, what, what, what do you do for, for fun? Ooh, now you're going to expose me that I'm actually a very boring person. <laughs> what, 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 what's your go-to? <sighs> I always what used to say... Boring people. Huh? Like, we, just like, we just like different things. So I love writing. Like, it's just my happy thing, my sad thing. It's my everything. But let's say apart from writing, because I'm like I'm a homeboy. It's a Friday today. I mean, I'm at home. I'm not planning on doing anything. I'm just gonna chill with my nieces. Oh yeah, I like hanging with my nieces. They are young, but they're pretty cool. Yeah, no, they're pretty. And and, yeah. and the, what about the cat? You don't mention Larry. <laughs> Larry is. Really I love cool. Larry so much. I'm adopting. I'm adopting a dog, and they keep telling him, "Larry, getting a cousin." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Larry will be there. I hope they, they love each other. <laughs> they have to. They are family. They, they have, have no choice. choice. Yeah. No, awesome. Listen, this has been amazing. Um, thank you so much, Sanya, for your time today. Thank you for sharing your how you have overcome grief or overcoming grief. I suppose it's a, it's a journey. It's a process. Yes. Um, and love, you know, the way that she has spoken about your love for Tseho and your love for each other. I think it definitely transcends in the book. It definitely transcends when you speak. Um, so yeah, I, all I can say is I, I am thankful and I'm grateful that you guys were because we, we, we get to sit down and we speak about him with you. So thank mm-hmm. you very much for letting us into your, your minds today. And yeah, hopefully in the future there'll be something else that is something something amazing happens and causes you to write something again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can only hope. We can only hope. Yes. Thank you. That would really be lovely. Yeah. No. So, and where can people find you? Like, are you open to like receiving personal comments and stuff like that? Are you open? Is your profile free open not not private like is your profile public on twitter instagram are you a social person so i'm only on instagram and my instagram i like to keep it private like just family yeah Yeah. and 
because I, I don't, okay, I've got a blog okay. um, on Medium. People can find me there. My okay. username is Umsila Gawlandela. Okay. Like it, Umsila yeah. Gawlandela. Okay. I'll put yes. that on, on the link to this episode as well. Okay. Yeah. I've got a blog. So anyone who wants to find me can find, you find me on my blog. Lovely. Okay. Thank you so much. We will catch you at some point. Thank you so, so, so much, Sunny. Thank you for having me. I love talking about Teho, so thank you. No worries. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, that was that was such an interesting conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Koli. Yeah. Uh, and thank you, Sanele. Um, I'm definitely going to read it. Um, no, <laughs> definitely, definitely will, because I, I, I read, like, the, you know, um, where she was saying that, um, you know, she was dedicating it to, to her partner and um, that he, she had made a promise to him to keep writing. So I think that is so beautiful. So thank you, Sonella, for your time. Uh, and thank you, Claudia. And hopefully we can do more of these. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I am very open to um, speaking to people. So if you've also got... Um, some workouts then do do get in touch you know um because sometimes we miss these things if you're we don't see we don't see everything but if you do have some workout then do let us know so yes thank you Sane. i appreciate it you and your time and for you to share your story so thank you very much um on to next week or next time um we are going to start looking at looking at the theme of adulting um phew, because yeah guys adulting is 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 something else like I think as we grow older we just appreciate resources where we talk or where we learn from other people's experiences one of the things that um we've got in store for you um many of you will remember that I had said once things settle down, I would like to do a motherhood series. So we've started that. Yay! We've got four, actually three other lovely ladies who will be joining me um, on the series. And we will just be talking about our experiences as Black women in the diaspora, our experiences as Black mothers in the diaspora as well, and what that, what our experience has been and looking at common themes um, and what we have learned from that. So really excited to kind of bring this to you because I, I felt when I was um, with my second pregnancy, being away from home, being away from family, not having my mom around, I did feel a little bit isolated. I felt a little bit alone sometimes. And where I looked for information was all on social media. And of course I had people that I asked, but sometimes you feel guilty for not even for not knowing if I can say that, if I can be honest and say that you do feel guilty for like, gosh, should I have paid more attention when I had my first child, when my mom was doing all these things. Um, so sometimes you feel like, gosh, you don't, and you know that other people are busy. You know, if there's anything that we know in this world is that people are so, so busy. So the motherhood series is just honest, open conversations about our experiences as mothers. So we've got a whole show, shows 
packed for you with information, practical information as well, because, you know, like, what do you pack in your hospital bag? So we'd be hearing that things like that from women who've been, been there. Um, but yeah, and we've also got uh, a special episode coming for you, coming out next week. Is that right, Nats? Next week, yes. Um, a special, special episode where we have got, um, should I, hello? Should I, should I tell them? Do you think? Do you think no, let's should... just say we've got a special episode. Fine. We've got a special, a special episode, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, but touching, touching on the same themes yeah, that, you've, that you've mentioned, but from a different perspective. I think, think that's, a, that's, a, that's a big clue. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're excited to kind of do this for you guys. And, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and I'm really excited. Um, I think like the, the 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 motherhood one, there's just so much to sort of touch on. So I'm I'm excited to hear the conversation because I think it's so important. You know, like you were saying, so many people are going through these experiences on their own. So I can imagine that it's helpful just hearing other people just talking about, you know, what they've gone through um, and it's almost like sharing ideas. So I'm really excited about the community that you're forming um, and hopefully like it can be, you know, yeah, like I think it's about community really, isn't it? At the end of the day. Yes. And it's open to all. Hmm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so some of us have been shut out, so it's, it's fine. We'll take a step back. <laughs> community is all i can say huh? membership is it's a growing community uh-huh so the membership is is open huh? yeah stage like you know you could be pregnant planning on getting pregnant it's this uh-huh. community is for you okay so liaison uh all, all all the moms out there um so don't worry i'll 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 i'll, I'll do a hot girl summer series for us <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> no, no, no. But really, 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 really exciting. And um, yeah, please, guys, please, please, please check check it out, and we'll we'll, we'll do it nicely, nicely, nicely for you guys. Um, but yeah, no, that is it. Um, was there anything else before we close? No, I don't think so. That's something else. It almost seems like there is something. Did I miss something? No. I, I don't let's see no i don't think so i think we, we 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 covered we covered everything let's see yeah no i think we covered everything but um but yeah no guys all right thank you guys thank you for listening as always like and subscribe exactly rate us five stars <laughs> everywhere yeah <laughs> All right, guys. Bye.